Hello, 3CMA Communicator community, and welcome back to 3CMA Comcast. I'm Tom Bryson with 3CMA, today talking to you about mentorship, specifically the 3CMA Connect mentorship program. Now in its third year, 3CMA Connect has helped right at 100 3CMA communications professionals find each other as part of a one-on-one mentorship situation. Now as we move into springtime, savvy season, and getting ready for this fall's annual conference in Orlando, it's time to kick off the fourth class or cohort of the 3CMA Connect program. If you're interested in becoming a mentor or if you're newer to our business and you'd like to have someone in your corner that you can turn to as a mentee, stay tuned for a few minutes and we'll give you the information you need to apply for 3CMA Connect. In the meantime, right now we've got a special 3CMA Connect update from Alaska to Washington State to North Dakota to Montana and now joining us from Germany is 3CMA Connect success story Melody Malur. Hi, everyone. I'm doing really, really good. It's nice to hear you um, from the other side of the world. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm thrilled to have this good a transatlantic connection. It wasn't that long ago, uh, pre-COVID, uh, but not that long ago, we had to set up a connection with a council member to be present in a meeting via video conference from Tel Aviv. And that involved a consultant and extra equipment and several thousand dollars and, uh, you know, amazing how technology has progressed in that time frame. Well, I don't want to spoil it because there we do have a reputation for having not that great of Internet in Germany. So the German phrase is, ich drücke mir die Daumen, which means I push my thumbs together, otherwise known as crossing my fingers. Very good. I like that. Now. Uh, just, just for a quick recap, uh, you know, you've been on the show a couple of times for, uh, a couple of reasons and we appreciate you taking the time now. Uh, most recently, uh, as a member of 3CMA, you were at the city of Bozeman, Montana, but then, uh, fate had uh, a different path in mind and, and you wind up in Germany now. Uh, first of all, I, I, I looked up where you are. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, so I'm going to let you do that. But just quickly again, uh, if you could recap How you got from Bozeman to uh, the middle of Europe? Yeah, so I live now in a a small-ish community called Ingelheim am Rhein, and it is in the German province of Rhineland-Palatinate, so really close to Frankfurt. And I am doing my best to learn some German, so I'll try to use my best accent, but if there's German speakers out there, please don't judge me. But to recap, I made my way from Bozeman, Montana, all the way to Ingelheim, basically um, following a partner who is doing his postdoc in a town very nearby called Heidelberg, but via the 3CMA Connect program, because my mentor, Pam, actually knew someone who used to work at my company, which is called Beringa Ingelheim, and she actually made the connection for me, and we together found my way to the comms position that I have now at this company. That That's tremendous. And uh, I want to get back to the mentor program in a second, but let's talk about your current position. Um, it, it's not government, but can you talk for a minute about how your experience in government communications really informed your ability to land this position and, and, and how it works for you now? 
I mean, I think we all know this in the comms world, especially in government communications. Many of us are sort of a jack of all trades. We do a lot of things in the comms sphere. We have a lot of different skill sets. And so when I was looking to find another comms job, I was actually able to translate a lot of the skills that I already had from government communications into the position I have now. So as a recap, if I were to say very generally what I do for work. I'm in a team that actually does communications for a very specific product that my company makes. And so I know that the industry is different. We're talking about pharmaceuticals at Beringer Ingelheim. It's also a totally different region. We're international, so we work with colleagues from across the world. But ultimately, the skills that we have in terms of understanding our audience, um, connecting with people, translating difficult topics, scientific topics, medical health-related topics into lay-friendly material, all of that translates over from the government communications world. And it really, I think my previous work has given me a lot of confidence in my ability to take on all kinds of new challenges, because I think all of us that have been working in comms, even over the last couple of years, we've been we've been presented with a number of new challenges and changing environments and changing tools. And we are really good at being agile. And I think that made me really confident in my skills and in moving into the new industry. And I think that um, came across when I was looking for the new job. Yeah, that, and that's wonderful to hear. Uh, it, it really is, Gus. Um, I've often said that there's uh, no such thing as a former PIO. Uh, yes. one, one, once you get storytelling in your blood, it's pretty much there to stay. So being able to turn that into uh, something else in your new environment, uh, I think, is, is is a big credit to your ability. Um, now, to to the mentor program specifically, uh, I know uh, it was you, you were in on it from the ground floor. And by the time you made the move, uh, for, frankly, you hadn't had a chance to be in it for that long, but we, we had you a very strong connection. So uh, can, can you speak to what kind of effect that had on you? Yeah, so my mentor with 3CMA was Pam Solomon, who I know is currently a mentor to several people in the 3CMA family right now, including my um, the person that came after me at the city of Bozeman, Takami Clark. And I would say that relationship with Pam not only did she support me along the way in terms of finding the position, giving me the encouragement that I needed to take that step and apply and feel confident, but she's also been a friend and a confidant and even a, a, someone that I can ask work-related questions to after uh, having left through CMA and, and moved to Germany. So I think not only have I gotten a friendship out of it and someone that I can confide in and ask work and personal questions to, but I've also still got friends now in the U.S. And so last year, actually, several of my colleagues made their way to Florida for a work trip, and I needed to know some things about the Orlando area. And who do I need to call? Of course, I needed to call Pam. And we have lots of friends in the Florida area, I know, in the 3CMA community. So it was a nice way to see my work in the U.S. get to continue on even while in Germany. That's wonderful. And now I have to ask you this, and I believe I asked you when you were um, beginning the process of making the move when you were still in Montana. But now that how long have you been there now? Oh, man. I got here in July. Is that eight months wow. now? Okay. So closing in on a year. Yeah. I, the, wow. the year is around the corner and time is really flying. That, Super that, fast. That's amazing. Now, so many people 
have uh, uprooted themselves and moved across states, across the country, uh, the Anthony Wilsons of the world, the Lindsey Bakers of the world. Um, very few people I know have uh, picked up and moved literally across the world. Um, how tough a decision was that to make, and how, how daunting was the process, or, or, or was it not that daunting? Did it work out really well? I think it was both really tough a uh, decision to make and a daunting process. I, I know that in my heart, I've always wanted to make a big move like this. Sometimes it takes a little extra push, like doing it for love, which I know sometimes drives us to move across the country as well. But it was a tough choice. I was leaving my, uh, my family of government communicators behind. I was leaving my career in this, in this field behind and moving into a new space. And I had a lot of uncertainties over whether or not my skills were really going to translate. I know I had that confidence, but there's always the voice in the back of your head saying, well, what if pharmaceuticals is just like too much, too far out of the spectrum of what I knew? Um, but I really feel like the decision was one that I had known I wanted to do and I was ready to do it. I was just scared. And I feel like I've moved in government communications roles at least twice. And so I, I had those same reservations when I moved from a city to another community or I switched states. And really, I can say they're speaking a different language here, but I feel like the same challenges were basically what I've experienced in the U.S. as well. Other than, of course, you right. have to deal with the visa and sure. additional logistics. Now, getting to know German is one thing, but I do know from a, a limited uh, bit of experience working with sister cities in Germany that most folks these days uh, in Germany grow up learning English. So I'm, I'm assuming communicating has not been uh, just, just a terribly uh, challenging issue. No. And like I mentioned, Beringer Ingelheim is an international company, so we have colleagues across the world and English is spoken in the office. That being said, there are some cultural things you get to navigate because we have so many different people from across the world. And my team that I work with, I'm the only American. Really? So I, yeah, I get this fun opportunity to actually work with people who are from Germany, from Japan, from Canada, from the UK. And we get to speak English, but there's always the usual navigating of work styles and you get to add in the cultural element as well. Now, as we sit here today recording this, uh, here in Texas, it's like 9.15 in the morning. So where you are, it's 3.15 or so? Is that correct? It is. It's 3.15. And we haven't had daylight savings time yet, but it's coming for us. It's just later in the okay. month. So other than uh, having to do math whenever you're communicating with someone back in the States, um, how, uh, what, what, what's the most striking thing about, uh, the most strikingly different thing about living in Germany? About living in Germany, I would say, well, I would say that there are a couple things. One, the food is so underrated here. Really? I feel like German food gets a bad reputation of just being about meat and potatoes. It is so much more. It is about amazing pastries and really diverse and excited food culture. We're approaching asparagus season, also known as Spargel season, and people don't mess around with asparagus in Germany. So uh, we also have a great wine culture. So some of those pieces have just been exciting and I really didn't know about them. But I would say one of the, the different experiences about working in an international 
company, we're over 50,000 employees, oh, wow. okay. is the amount of time and focus they spend talking about strategy, communication strategy, and really building from the ground up. I think we do that in government communications, but oftentimes we're, we are reacting to the environment around right. us, our communities around us. And while we have strategies, we also do a lot of thinking on the fly. And so that's been a shift in mindset for me is to try to be more focused on the strategy and really do that proactive communications work that we try to do as much as we can in government communications. And then it also lets me bring my strong reactive skills into a world where everything typically moves a little bit slower because we right. spend a lot of time talking about strategy. Outstanding. Uh, it, it, there, there is so much commonality, yet uh, some differences to be discerned, right? Yes. Yeah. Outstanding. That's that's great to hear. Uh, well, like like we said, um, no such thing as a former PIO. Uh so we always consider you part of the family, Melody. Do you, do you see staying in Europe forever, or can you see that far at this point? Oh, man, forever? I don't think that can happen. I think our, my family and my partner's family would probably kill us if we decided to stay for the rest of our lives. But what I can say is that two years does not feel like enough. I'm already rounding the one-year mark. My partner and I had talked about two years, and I'm really trying to convince him that two years maybe should be extended to at least three because for everyone who, who thinks about the fantasy of working in, a, in another country or moving to Europe, it still is regular life. And so we're still balancing our work lives, our financial situation, moving into apartments. And so all of that fantastical traveling, it is happening, but it's happening at a pace that a regular person would travel. Uh, and but we do have plans to go to Netherlands in oh, there you uh, go. three weeks. Yes. Nice, nice. And, uh, again, at the end of the day, wherever you go, uh, people are people. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, coincidentally, when, when we were in Amsterdam a few years ago, uh, that, that's the one thing I noted. You know, these, these are regular folks. Uh, and it seems uh, travel is a good way to break down those barriers. So That's right. Really glad you've been able to have this experience. We certainly hope you'll stay in touch. And uh, we look forward to hopefully one day uh, welcoming you back into government comms uh, on this side of the planet. But in the meantime, uh, keep us updated on how everything goes there. Absolutely. And if anyone ever has questions about what my experience was like, and wants to talk about it further, I'm really, really open to talking to people. I could really talk about the experience all day long. And I appreciate getting the opportunity to give everyone a little update here on the podcast. Outstanding. Thank you, Melody. Uh, have have a great rest of your year, your first year there in, in Germany, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much, everyone. Nice to talk to you, Tom. So if you'd like to find out more, simply log on at 3cma.org slash mentor. And if you'd like to be part of the action, fill out the application form and hit send. It's just that simple. In the meantime, don't forget that registration and reservations are now available for the 2023 3CMA Annual Conference coming up September 6th through 8th at the Hyatt Regency in beautiful Orlando, Florida. You want to get those room reservations in early as they will only be available until August 22nd or until the room block is sold out. Registration for the conference is now available at 3CMA.org. A word of advice that uh, this is likely to be one of, if not the most popular conferences we've ever staged. So getting in early on registration and reservations is a good idea. 
Along with the conference comes a need for presenters, which is why 3CMA is now accepting speaking proposals for both 60-minute breakout sessions and two-and-a-half-hour pre-conference sessions. Deadline for those submissions is Friday, May 5th. By the way, speakers who plan to attend the full conference may do so at a reduced rate. More details are at 3CMA.org. And what's a conference without awards? Well, fear not, the annual Savvy Awards program is well underway. Having represented the best in government communications for more than 30 years, the 2023 awards will consider work produced since January 1st of 2022 that has effectively engaged constituents and elevated the profession of government communications. Entry deadlines. The early entry deadline at a reduced entry fee is coming up quick on Friday, April 7th, while the final deadline at full entry fee is on Friday, May 12th. More info is at, you guessed it, 3CMA.org. There is a 3CMA regional conference coming up in Charleston, South Carolina on Thursday, April 13th. If you're in the area, you don't want to miss that. More info at the same website. Say it with me, 3CMA.org. Do you have enough 3CMA logo apparel to show off your affiliation? No? Well, that's why it's super exciting that the 3CMA online store has launched at 3CMA.myspreadshop.com. Fooled you there. Check it out. 3CMA.myspreadshop.com. The 3CMA webinar series hosted by the lovely and talented Michelle Bono is one of the big value ads you get from your 3CMA membership. If you haven't tuned into one yet, you want to take note of the times and topics coming up at 3CMA.org. There's also so much more going on all the time. Keep up with your fellow members, their questions, comments, and concerns at the 3CMA Facebook group. If you're not a member yet, log on and request admission. All 3CMA members are eligible. And that will do it for this edition of 3CMA Comcast. For 3CMA Legacy, Melody Malure, I'm Tom Bryson with 3CMA. Thanks for watching. We will see you again next time. Oh,